Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home. Alhamdulillah, we are covering the period of Khilafat of Amir al-Mu'mineen, Hadrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, radiyallahu ta'ala an. One of the most important events in the Khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an and also in the Islamic history was the Battle of Yarmouk. The Battle of Yarmouk was to openly challenge the superpower of the time which were the Romans, the Roman Empire and the Persian Empire. Muslimin had already started their incursions and fights between the tribes, uh, Christian tribes and also the Jews as well as those who did not have any particular religion. And Battle of Yarmouk was a decisive battle, very, very important. This was during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, 250,000 Romans. And the Muslimin were only 45,000. 45,000 Mujahideen were now prepared to fight 250,000 elites had all the weapons of the time, most powerful people. And their leader was Heracle. And Heracle had sent his brother Theodore to fight the Muslimin. Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an, he would sit in Madinatul Munawwara and his presence in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and for him just to lift up his hands and to make dua for the Muslimin, subhanallah the effect of it was felt by the Muslimin wherever they went this was the ruhaniyat of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an. and whenever one reads about the companions the one thing you find inside them is the quality of being shakir Shakir and Sabir, two Arabic words. They would do shukr and they would do sabr. This was their great quality. And no community in the world could match them in that quality of shukr to be grateful and to show gratitude and to be patient. This was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
we see that when people in the time of Musa alayhi salatu wasalam looked at Qarun and the wealth that was given to him a lot of people envied him and said to him O oh Qarun, all the palaces that you have the luxury that you enjoy how did you acquire and accumulate so much wealth and he would look at them and as every kafir would say qala innama utituhu ala ilmin indi that what you see what i have is due to my intelligence is due to my own skills the palaces, the money, the wealth, the honor, the status that you see, all credit goes to me. And Muslimin, we the Muslims, alhamdulillah, we are reminded to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever we do, we say alhamdulillah, subhanallah, mashaAllah, inshaAllah, in every action, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And this was the quality of Sahabai Kiram Ajmain. Whatever skill Allah had blessed them with, everything was attributed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an was Sayfullah. And the companions were confident that if Khalid bin Walid is with us, wherever we went, victory was for us. But when you look at the tawazu, how humble Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an was, that he would lift up his hands and he would weep and cry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that everything comes from you, O Allah, and we are helpless. This is how humble the companions were. Sincerity was with them, sabr was with them, shukr was with them, and the love of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was part of their iman. What happens today is a lot of people feel that <coughs> When one talks about loving Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, sometimes we just take one side of uh, understanding what is the meaning of love of Rasulullah, and that is to follow the sunnah. One has to follow the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, but at the same time he must also have the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So you have two different lines that reach Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. One is to follow the sunnah and one is to have that natural love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam which the companions had. Hazrat Sa'ad bin Waqas radiallahu ta'ala an he was the cousin of the mother of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hazrati amina radiallahu ta'ala anha and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed him with iman at a very young age when he was 17 Allah blessed him with iman at the age of 17 Sa'ad bin Waqas was always a general a mujahid, a commander in the battlefield like Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala anhu iqrima bin Abi Jahl and Abdul Rahman bin Auf and the rest of the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam it was very difficult for the mother to bear the fact that her son 
only 17 years in age, has turned away from the religion of their forefathers and has become the Khadim and has embraced this new religion. And they would call the people who would follow Rasulullah as Sabi. So that this man, this young boy, Sa'ad bin Waqas, has become a Sabi. It was very difficult for the mother. The mother was also very, very active. You get some parents that are very, very strong. And even when the child reaches that age that, mashallah, now he is an adult and he wants, he needs to marry and nikah is done. Even when nikah is done, the mother and father are like kiraman katibin on the son, watching him, what he is doing, what he is not doing. Like kiraman katibin, monitoring everything. Now this is seriously wrong. In Islam, Alhamdulillah, that child who is 20, 21, 22, Allah has given him the freedom for him to go out with his family, with his wife, with the children. And the parents should understand that somewhere along that line, that love always remains, but again, it's about sharing, it's about distribution, and this is the cycle of humanity, it continues in that way. Some don't understand that. So in this case, Sa'ad bin Waqas radiallahu ta'ala's mother was also very active, very strong. Her son meant a lot to her. And the only way she felt that I could take away Sa'ad bin Waqas, turn him away from Rasulullah, was to take a strong action. So she went on a hunger strike. The mother went on a hunger strike. And complete hunger strike. And she said to Sa'ad that Sa'ad, you want your mother to die in front of your eyes. All I ask you is to turn away from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 17 years of age. Subhanallah. Another Sa'ad bin Waqas paid no attention. He was unmoved, unnerved. Nothing would happen to him. The mother became so weak and so frail that the family members would go and speak to Sa'ad bin Waqas that after all she is your mother. What is the problem? She has looked after you, she has given you everything. Why don't you go and whisper in her ears and say to her that, okay, whatever your wishes are, that is what I will do. As a Sa'ad bin Waqas, 17-year-old Sahabi Rasul, walks up to the mother who was lying in the bed and has a Sa'ad bin Waqas whispers in the ear and says to the mother, Mother, if Allah was to give you in this body hundred lives, hundred ruh, souls, and each of the life would depart from this body of yours, and then the second ruh would come, and you would die, and then the third ruh would come. And if Allah was to give you a hundred lives, even then, O oh mother, Sa'ad bin Waqqas will not turn away from Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Mother, if you want to continue your hunger strike, that is entirely up to you. But Sa'ad cannot turn away from Rasulullah. Ajeeb. 
17-year-old Sahabi, Sa'ad bin Waqqas, whispering to the mother that you have only got one ruh, one soul, one life. If Allah was to give you a hundred lives, that would mean nothing to me. I can sacrifice everything for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he was that same warrior, same commander, that in the battle of Uhud, an expert marksman and an archer, and there he was, mashaAllah, protecting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the battle of Uhud. When Huzur alayhi salatu was salam looked at what an expert he was in using the weapons, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam got so happy and said to him, MashaAllah, Ya Sa'ad, may my father and mother be a ransom to you. Huzur alayhi salam is saying, Mere maabab tum par kurban. Sahaba yu kehtete huzur alayhi salam ko. The companions would say to huzur alayhi salam, that may our parents be a ransom to you. Here, vice versa, huzur alayhi salam is saying to Sa'ad bin Waqqas, may my parents be kurban to you. What a great Sahabi he was. So these were incredible people. Khulus, the taqwa they had, the ikhlas they had. Subhanallah. And today what happens with the Muslims today? That when we as Muslims see our own Muslim brother in some difficulty, Subhanallah, we may not show it, but deep inside the heart, there is that shaitan. The shaitan says, oh good. He's in trouble, no problem. Let him feel the pain, let him go through the difficult period. Deep inside the heart, that nafs is there. And each of us know what and how the nafs works. Uh, and the khayishat, that is there. Sahabai kiram ajma'een were free from that. They were khulus, that is why they were mustajabu da'wat. Sa'ad bin Waqas was a mustajabu da'wat. Every time he would lift up his hands, subhanallah, his dua was accepted. Every time he would lift up his hands. Sa'ad bin Waqas. Huzur alayhi salatu was sitting in a gathering. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to the companions that very soon a jannati will come to you. A man from amongst the jannah will come and join this gathering. So the companions were looking towards the door of the masjid. And they noticed that Hazrat Sa'ad bin Waqqas radiallahu ta'ala and came to so these were great companions. Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, Sa'ad bin Waqas radiallahu ta'ala an, the close ones, the muhajireen and the ansar of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So we talk about the khulus that they had, that it was always for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the battle of Yarmouk was an important chapter in the Islamic history. We have to understand that. Like I mentioned, uh, was it two sessions ago, that a Roman uh, commander whose name was Jarjan, and he said that, did uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam give you the sword from Jannah when he was talking to Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, and I had mentioned that Jarjan can be translated as George, his name was? George, and in George, in the Arabic, it's close to Jarjan. 
and he embraced Islam and he became a Muslim and he, he also became Shaheed. Uh, likewise, there was another Roman soldier whose name was Bahan. And when the Muslims came and their number was only 45,000 and they were 250,000, before the fight, Bahan came and he wanted to meet Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was the general for Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. All the military expeditions were in full control of Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala. When Hazrat Khalid bin Walid met him, this young man whose name was Bahan, a Roman, he said to Hazrat Khalid bin Walid that I have heard the Arabs are destitute people and their livelihood is only by raiding uh, wealth and everything else from the other tribes. That's what the Arabs did. They were in fight for many, many years and they would take and loot each other. So he said that you have come with this army of 45,000 to fight us 250,000. If it is just booty, mali ghanimat that you want, if it is just wealth that you want. You see, until today, even some of the Muslimin don't understand the maqsad and the motivation of jihad. They have not understood it. Until today. The kuffar put them on one side, forget the kuffar, even Muslimin, the light-minded people don't understand the maqasid of jihad. They don't know. That is why Bahan came and he said that why do you want to fight a massive army? You are at loss. What do you gain? If it is money that you want, we the Romans will pay every Muslim soldier 10 dinar and will give them a set of clothes this year and the next year. And 10 dinar was quite a lot at that time. So if it is money, wealth, booty, whatever you want, if that is what you want, we will provide everything for you. And Khalid bin Walid looked at him and smiled at him. He says, we are not here for your wealth, for your money, for, for the clothes. We, the Muslims, have a habit that we are used to drinking the blood of the kuffar. And I have heard that Romans have sweet blood. So we want to taste your blood. <laughs> Subhanallah. Uh, what, a, what a brave soldier he was. Did he fear anyone? Now, okay, that was, perhaps it was not the right answer. But it was the most perfect answer one could give to instill fear in the hearts of that person who was in charge of an elite army, 250,000. He says, we are prepared for you. We are here to drink your blood. And Tabarani has written this, and this is in the books of history. This is Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala. When, when they heard this from Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, he shook and he stood up and he turned away and he said, that must be true with you Muslims. And subhanallah, he went back and as a Khalid bin Walid there, preparing the Muslimin. Now, Hiracle gives a message to his brother Theodore, who was in charge of that army at that time. That make sure none of the Roman soldiers retreat and go back. So what they did was that every ten were chained 
to each other. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, for an example, Siraj is here. I've got the chain, Siraj is handcuffed. Then every ten are in a group and chained. So even if anybody wanted to run, they'd have to you know, communicate with the rest of the group. All the ten of them have to agree for all of them to run. So this is what Theodore, the Roman leader, this is what he did. All the ten soldiers were in a group chained up, so no one could go back. And Hierakal says that make sure it's an open area, but the, the, the land should be such that it is to your advantage, so that when you go back, the stretch becomes narrow, and choose a, a spot where there is a cliff. So when Hierakal chose that part, that location where he wanted to fight the Muslim and to invite them to come on his ground to fight, and some of the companions noticed that this was their plan, subhanallah, Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in said that this is victory for the Muslims. This is victory for the Muslims. So you had the Muslim army now, and you have a multitude of one after another. If ten go down, a hundred pop up. 250,000 Roman soldiers against 40 to 45,000 Sahaba. Sahabai Kiram Ajma'in. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid would give the instructions from the back, and he said to his right flank and his left flank that now attack. So the Muslims, they, the middle part did not attack, it was the right section and the left section. They went on the side and they attacked the Romans from, from the sides, the right and the left. Now Muslims went ahead, but every time a few of them died, another 20, 30 would just come out. And a wave of Romans is pouring out, out, out. Muslims, the, the, the right flank and the red, uh, left flank did not know what to do. And the Muslims were just pushed back, 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 and they would just march forward. Muslims were pushed so far back that they came towards the campground where Muslim women were and looking after the, the soldiers that were injured. So they went as far back where the women were until even the women had to join in, into the fight. Subhanallah. And you can see that it is as if they see Jannat. Subhanallah. So the, the, the women, the companions, Hazrat Juwariya was also in this battle and she fought. Now slowly when when they saw that the, the Romans were coming and marching forward, Abu Sufyan, who was again once upon a time a great enemy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah gave him hidayat. Now he would go around and he would say to the Muslimin, Ya Nasrallahi Kadiktarab, Ya Nasrallahi Kadiktarab, that inshaAllah the help of Allah is very close, the help of Allah is very close, just to boost up the spirit and the morale of the Muslimin. Subhanallah, from that condition, the companions now, Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, are putting this big push in front of the Romans and pushing them back and pushing them back. And the Romans are pushed so far back that they go back to their original location. When they go all the way back to their original location, this is the taqat hai musalman ke Allahu Akbar. The iman is the greatest strength and power. Subhanallah al 
And as they go all the way back, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, what a great man he was. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid from the back is viewing everything and concentrating how the fight is, is going on between the Muslims and the Romans. And he took with him a hundred soldiers, Mujahideen, on horses, cavalry. And he decided to break through the left flank of the Romans. Now why he did that, Wallahu A'lam. Maybe he knew that this is the weak side of the Romans. He came forward with a hundred Muslimin and he attacked on the left section of the Roman army. And that first blow from the Muslim was so fierce and so strong that in the first blow, Khalid bin Walid managed to kill 6,000 Roman soldiers one shot. 250, 45,000 Muslimin. One blow that came from Hazrat Khalid bin Walid, and how much do I talk about Hazrat Khalid bin Walid? Subhanallah. Do we talk about Hazrat Abu Bakr or do we talk about Hazrat Khalid bin Walid? Who, we do, who do we talk about? These great warriors. You have that spiritual power, the heart. The heart that be- beats, pumps the blood out into the entire body. And the heart was Abu Bakr Siddiq in Madinatul Munawwara. And his zikr and his fikr and his ibadat and his sohbat was that ruhaniyat that he was pumping out to all the companions. Subhanallah. Mukhulus the companions were. And 6,000 were killed one shot. And Khalid bin Walid is standing there and he's talking to the other Muslim generals and he said that this is all what the kuffara don't look at their numbers. I want Amr ibn al-As from the right hand side to attack the right flank of the Roman army and we want the middle section to press forward and forward and this is what the Muslims did. They continued and they were pressing and going forward and forward until, can you imagine, 45,000 Mujahideen are besieging a Roman army of 250,000 besieging them. So on, on, on three sides the Muslims had, had had them cornered and on one side was the cliff. So now they are caught and stranded right in the middle. What to do Hazrat Khalid bin Walid again? To fight all of them 250 was a mission. Hazrat Khalid bin Walid gave them instructions that because they are in the middle now make an exit for them so that the cavalry Roman soldiers can move out. And the exit made for them was towards the desert. So if they went anywhere, it was no man's land and they would be lost. So the ones that had the horse, they could go. So that Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een, the majority of the people were foot soldiers, Romans, that were the foot soldiers. So the cavalry people all went and the foot soldiers were all there. And subhanallah lazim in one day, the Muslims were there pressing forward and they were just running from the Muslimin blindly it is said that on that day 80,000 Romans fell off from the cliff that originally was a cliff for their advantage but Allah made it to their disadvantage and as it was getting dark 80,000 of them fell off from that cliff 120,000 Romans died 
and how many of the Muslimin were made shaheed, my respected brothers? Kitne? Three thousand. Kitne? Three thousand. And this was great victory. By Maghrib time, Hazrat Khalid bin Walid was praying his salah in the pavilion of Theodore. By Maghrib salah. And there he was standing and making sure that all of them must be killed. And all of them were massacred. So the battle of Yarmouk was the biggest event in Islamic history. Why? Once the battle was complete, the Romans were scared of the Muslims. And that was the gateway that opened up for the Muslimin to conquer Sham, Syria. And the Muslims always had their eyes towards Baytul Maqdis, Sham, Syria, Jerusalem, that part of the region. Why? Because Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam performed his salah there with all the prophets. This was symbolic that that part of the region should come back to the Muslimin, who are the true followers of the prophets that Allah had sent. So it was always in the minds of Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een that that entire region should be in the full control of the Muslimin. Once the battle of Yarmouk was over, Sham, Syria was taken control by the Muslim and city after city, city after city fell in the hands of the Muslimin. And this is the Qurbani. We as Muslims today, my respected brothers, when we look at all the Muslim countries, uh, everything that what we have today, it is the sacrifice of Sahabai Kiram Ajmain. What have we done? We are free people, but like slaves. We work on a salary base that we have to work 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock, and this is the salary that we need. Sahabai Kiram Ajmain were not like that. For them, they would take up a challenge. For them, living in this dunya, as well as providing everything for the family, they wanted to serve and to, to become uh, a contributor towards this beautiful deen of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And they would contribute. And that is why, subhanallah, all the lands that you see is stamped with the history of Sahabai Kiram Ajmain. What else have we got? Uh, we have taken Andalusia, but Andalusia was taken back. And nothing is there. If we talk about the Far East, Indonesia, Malaysia, we've covered the history that even when you look at Indonesia, it was Sahabai Kiram Ajma'een who had initially come to that part of the region. And it is their barakat. But we the Muslims, we've become so timid, my respected brothers, that it is just about this system, like slavery, working, on a salary base. Islam was not that. Islam would free the slaves not from their body but from their mindset. Because it's very difficult, you see, when you've been a slave all your life and then when freedom is given to you, it's very difficult to walk out there. So Islam would unblock your thinking first. And this is why you see great, great companions, uh, subhanallah, who had given freedom to the slaves they became muhaddis, mufassir, and great people of their time. Ata became a great scholar in Islam. He was a former slave. Hazrat Bilal, a former slave. What is his darja? 
Hazrat Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala an, a former slave. So we have to change this thinking and we have to bring in the spirit of Sahaba Kiram Ajma'een that how can we serve Islam and do khidmat of this beautiful deen, the Sharia of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you had 3,000 Muslimin that were shaheed, inshaAllah. Before I conclude, um, one Sahabi that I want to mention is the son of Abu Jahl, who played a very important role in the Battle of Yarmouk. After Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala an, it is said that Ikrima, the son of Abu Jahl, played a very important role in the fight in the Battle of Yarmouk. Iqrimah, he fought all his life against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and Allah blessed him with Iman. In the Battle of Yarmouk, he said to his close associates, Hazrat Farar and his uncle Hazrat Hisham, that I have fought against the Muslims all my life and my father. It is time that I repaid the Muslimin in this battle, battle of Yarmouk, to show them who I am. And he took bay'ah, and this is al-bay'atu al-mawt, pledge, they took a pledge on death. So he took some of his close associates and he said, look, I am making you a witness that I am doing bay'ah and I will fight and I will fight until death comes to me. No turning back. This is Ikrima, the son of Abu Jahl. It is said that from amongst 45,000 Sahaba-i Kiram Ajma'een, 400 Mujahideen had taken an oath on death. And this is where the Fuqaha have taken the jawaz of fatwa that they give that martyrdom operation is absolutely jayz in Islam according to the circumstances which the relevant mufti of the city of the country have to endorse. So you have to live in this country to know what's happening in Leicester. You can't give a fatwa whilst living in England for something that's happening in Pakistan. So 400 of them did bay'ah, this is known as al-bay'atu al-mawt. So they did bay'ah on mawt. And Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala and after the jihad, he saw that all 400 of them were made shaheed. If not shaheed, then some of them were so seriously injured that death was imminent for them. So these were sahabai kiram ajma'een, great, great companions. And we hear the very famous story, especially when we sit for ta'aleem, fazail a'mal. We should sit for fazail a'mal, ta'aleem. It has got the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to hear so that we understand the virtue of a'mal. As the Shaykh Zakaria rahmatullah alayhi has mentioned uh, on the bab of hikayat al-Sahaba, the very famous story that we hear, that one Sahabi who was injured in the battlefield and he said, I need water. And one Sahabi came to give him water. And then the, the Sahabi next door to him said that I need water. So he said that go and give water to the Sahabi next door. And when he went to give the water to the second Sahabi, the third Sahabi was crying out for water. And that jug of water made a full circle until all the companions passed away and none of them 
had that opportunity to even sip a single drop of water. This was the khulus. That, that story that we hear in Hikayat al-Sahaba had taken place in the battle of Yarmouk. In this battle where the Muslims had fought the Romans. Subhanallah al-Azim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give jazai khair to the companions, sahabai kiram ajma'een. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we follow this, the footsteps of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and that we follow the teachings of Khulafai Rashidin and we follow the sunnah of sahabai kiram ajma'een, tabi'een and tabi tabi'een. Inshallah ta'ala in the next session uh, we will talk about the other foot of hearts and then follow it up to the death of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabiyyil ummi wa ala alihi wa salli taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna inna kanta tawabu rahim Allahumma innaka afuun kareemun tuhibu al-afu fa'afu anna nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk sami'ina wa atana gufranak rabbana wa ilayk al-masir birahmatika ya arhamu rahim